0: You're listening to Casey Forum with Kathy Quinn, Public Affairs, with an entertaining spin.
1: Hey everyone, Kathy Quinn here, yeah, from Fox 4, with my, I think this is number four podcast, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love doing this. You know, I love to talk, and I love to talk about what's going on in and around the community. And this is called KC Forum. And uh, this is the forum where we hear about all sorts of stuff. Like, for instance, I thought this is really, really neat. So Roy uh, liked to hike, especially during the pandemic. Well, he had nothing else to do. So we're going to be talking to him in a little while, because what he's done now, he has documented as many as 60 hiking areas around the Kansas City area. They're so cool. He takes pictures, too, because he's a photographer. So he's got a website, and we're going to be talking to him in a little while to find out, you know, these are just things, it doesn't cost you anything to do it. And in one case, I thought it was really neat, he was, and I can't remember which one it was, uh, the West Bluffs, where he actually saw a lot of wildlife. He saw it, went right by an eagle, an eagle that was eating in the river, and then he saw two uh, huge, huge bucks kind of battling it out so it's kind of a cool thing and it's for the whole family and it doesn't cost anything and you get out in the fresh air and that type of thing so we're going to talk to him in a little while all right so uh st joe hospital st mary's hospital and several other hospitals within that unit within that system the uh, folks there want you to know that even though you hear on the news that uh, you know they're being inundated with COVID 19 cases they're not turning anybody away And they don't want you to be afraid to go to the hospital if you're indeed sick. Go to the emergency room. And so we're going to find out all about that. They wanted to get the word out to make sure that people aren't, you know, getting sick and then not going and taking care of themselves. You've got to. All right. And then uh, the police, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, we're going to hear from Sergeant Jake Bikina. And Sergeant Bikina is going to talk about all sorts of things what it's like to be a police officer during these times. uh he's going to be talking about uh you know he's been involved for so many years, seventeen years, I think he's been a police officer and how things have changed, what the community's like. but basically, what he is saying is the police will always be there for you, no matter what, even during these rough times. Bikina says that you know the community is always there for them. He says just Kansas City's just a fabulous place. We're going to talk to him about uh the record breaking Homicide that happened last week, too, as well. So, um, you know, he says it's not just a number. It's a person. It's somebody's relative. It, it's somebody meant something to that person. So we're going to find out about uh, behind the scenes with the police. Uh. So now on Casey Forum, which is a podcast I do here for Fox 4, and I'm glad that everybody's listening to us. I've got Roy Harriman with me right now. And I'm so excited because so many wonderful creative ideas have come out of the pandemic, even though it's been a rough time for a lot of folks, Roy. Explain how you came to be a Kansas City hiker.
2: Well, yes, well, it was a long time interest. Um, I explain on our website that uh, I started early because I think my parents wanted to get me out of the house to stop terrorizing them. (laughs) But uh, growing up in Kansas City, uh, loved the area. And with the pandemic, you know, everything, virtually anything that was of any fun, was shut down. And so really the one of the very few remaining options was uh, hiking and walking and being March, April, May, uh, the time was right. And so I thought this is a great opportunity to one kind of, you know, burn off some anxiety, but Mm -hmm. also to visit some uh, places that I hadn't been to for a while or even explore some new places. And then in that process, I, I thought, well, you know, I know how difficult, difficult that it is to find New places, the information is just not well organized or available. I should start documenting this and turn it into a website. And uh, it could also, you know, possibly be a a small uh, business venture with some ad revenue and things like that. But mostly, it's just for the the passion and the love of uh, sharing. So that's that's the story. My uh, all my family came on some of the hikes, but my uh, daughter Isabel was the most uh, stalwart uh, hiker and. And then she designed the logo for our mm-hmm. website. So she's just went on a walk with me today even. She's still not, not embarrassed to be around Dad. Or least- oh,
1: you know, how exciting though. I mean, something that you love to do, that's what people always, I, I'm always thinking, what can, I mean, I love what I'm doing, but always is there something I can do that you never know that it's going to catch on? And we were not able to do a live shot with you the other day, but you're going to be on, it depends on when folks are listening to this, we're be, you're going to be on Fox 4 in the morning show, but you were able to get a bunch of hits. And not you know, we had to cancel because it was breaking news and I apologize for that, but isn't that incredible?
2: Well, yes, I I think I was surprised at at how many people visited our site and almost all of them for the first time, because it's just started and launched in September. Oh my. And but I think that shows that there is a kind of a pent up desire uh, for people to get out and, and explore, but Usually, what I find is um, people have two or three places that they go, and that's all that they really know, apart from like you know going to Colorado or California or something like that. And so, there are a lot of unexplored uh, treasures, jewels um, that uh, that are out there, you know, under under our nose. Um, but uh, the idea with this was uh, let's let's put them all together at kansascityhiker.com, so people can look by county. Um, and and we even we also organized one. If you want to hike in in the city, you know, if you want an urban hike in Kansas City, there's some really you know interesting uh, places to explore along the riverfront and other places. So yeah.
1: Gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so what's the response been like? Besides, you know, within that you know 15 or 20 minutes that we talked about you being on the air, um, what did people say? Man, I I was looking for something like this.
2: Yes. So. Uh, It's been an interesting process is that uh, in the process of doing this, I've discovered um, a couple of, or been invited to join a couple of uh, Facebook, uh, Kansas City hiking groups. And so I just have here or there shared a link and uh, the response there has been outstanding. Uh, People are like, wow, I didn't know this was here. Thanks for the database. Or wow, I haven't been there for years. Thanks for the photo. People, you know, um, commenting and tagging their friends. Hey, we need to go to this place. And, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, there has been a good amount of enthusiasm and, uh, I, it be being on Fox four that, um, just the promotion, uh, that uh-huh. was done, done in studio generated a great deal, um, of, of, uh, tra- traffic, for our website. And, uh, I even got a message, um, same, same day yeah. from, um, a grandmother. And she said, my granddaughter has, she wants me to take her senior photos. And in the, in the, the granddaughter had five criteria of places that they must meet. And she goes, can you help me? I don't know where these places are. So I, so I, I, I gave her one for almost all of them. I said, you can try this or this or this or this. And uh, so it's nice to be able to be helpful to people as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can't help. Like I, I was a visiting family several hours out of town and I got a message Uh, A Facebook message from someone who was hiking in uh, River Bluffs uh, natural area, which is in Northern Independence. And it's, I I put, I I make notes that I said, you know, it's not well marked. You're probably going to get lost. You know, it's really beautiful, but just know that. So I got a, I got a message from someone uh, when I was three, I was out of town. I said, Hey, um, we're at the bottom of the hill by the railroad tracks. Are we lost?
3: (laughs) And, and
2: you know, I really, I really (laughs) don't know. Um, It is easy to get lost. And um, so I followed up with him later. I said, Hey, did you get out? Okay. And they said, Hey, thanks for checking in. Yeah. We just went back the way we came and went to a, you know, a a more pedestrian uh, place. So uh, yeah, it's been fun interacting with people about (laughs) their passion.
1: That's great. And it's your passion.
2: And, right and some, absolutely
1: and something else that your passion is uh photography because you just way back there you mentioned and i show pictures you actually go out there and photograph some of the sites
2: yeah i love it i'm 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 not being modest i'm not a pro but um what is the method uh called uh, uh pray and spray so take a lot of photos
3: <laughs> and hope and some of them come out
2: <laughs> some of them will come out okay and then uh, my daughter also takes uh, she's an excellent photographer so um, we want to show what the area is like. And, and what I found with a lot of the parks sites and government sites is that you really can't get a sense of, of what it's like. Um, so, yeah, well, I love documenting the uh, the area. We, we do it modestly. We don't have any like super expensive gear or anything like that. Okay,
1: well, let's talk about that. What's the yep. gear? And first of all, what exactly is hiking? What is that compared to walking?
2: Yeah, you know, they're probably... I, I guess uh, a non-standard definition would be like you go off the sidewalk, maybe you know, uh, <laughs> uh, and and so one of the one of the things that I do uh, on all of these listings, we have uh, you know about sixty trails on there now, is I put level of difficulty, um, what is the surface like? You know, is it is it dirt? Is it gravel? Is oh. it paved? Because that's really important for. Um, So if you're like a mom and you're going to be pushing a stroller, you need to know that Um, if it's somebody with disabilities, it's going to be in a wheelchair uh, or, or using a walker or cane or something like that. I want them to know, Hey, is this, is this something I should even invest my time in? Um, You know, so it, it, you know, if you, or if you like out in the middle of nowhere and you twist an ankle, you know, we just want people to know what are the conditions like. And so what I list on this site is I don't like lists like, you know, small park loops. I, I list something that would be worth driving across town to experience. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna be able to get 40 minutes an hour, or I mean, even all day on some of them. Uh, so I guess that the hiking uh, in my mind is a, a little more of a, a exerting uh, trip uh, than a, you know, nothing wrong with the stroll around the park at all, but uh, all right, yeah. Give,
1: give me your top longer one. Okay, so if there's somebody who has older kids, let's say teenagers and they want to go, what would you recommend for them?
2: Yeah. Um, well, the great thing is there are a lot of places to recommend, but um, I think the Weston Bluffs, uh, Weston Bend State Park is a really a, a, an epic location. So you have the park itself, mm-hmm. which has several miles of, of trails and it. it's about a thousand acres. And what it does is it it rises about 250 feet above the Missouri River, uh, which is down at the bottom. And, uh, you know, when you're up at the top, you look across and I, I believe the, um, you see um, Fort Leavenworth is what's across the river, as well as the woods and things like that. Um, it, but it's a heavily wooded area. And so you can, inter- you can weave in all around the hills and um, uh, gullies and things in the park itself. But then down at the bottom of the bluffs, um, is a former road that's just called the Weston Bluffs Trail, okay. and you can park. and I think it is three and a half miles, and it and it takes you right to downtown Weston. So you can eat, you can shop, walk wow. around, and then if you don't want to walk back, you can have you can send someone to get the car, which I've been that guy many times, uh, <laughs> or you can all you can walk back. But that's like a, it's an easy hike, but it is seven miles. So if the weather's nice, um, that's a great. great way to just spend a whole day. Um, Another one is um, in Lake Giacomo and this is a trail that was created by it's called the Urban Trail Company. Um, So it's made for uh, mountain bikers uh, but anybody can use it. It's a a, uh, single track trail so that means you've got to walk uh, essentially uh, you've got to walk In line, because there's no room to walk shoulder to shoulder, but it is about 10, it's it's 10 and a half miles um, from the beginning trailhead to the end trailhead. It's very rugged, um, huge boulders, uh, cliffs. Constant elevation changes. Um, you're in the woods all the time, um, and and the, the there's been a incredible amount of wildness that I've experienced out there. So I was just out there with my younger son Jake, and we were you know out in the middle of the woods, and all of a sudden we hear this tremendous crashing, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, first we we're like scared, like what in the world is that? And then he goes, hey, look. So I look through this clearing, and there's two deer just facing off (gasps) antler to antler, fighting it out, you know, for, you know, domination. It's, you know, mating season. Did Um, you get any pictures? uh, No, they, they, they saw us before we could really, uh, zoom in. So I didn't, I, they got away too quick.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And then in the same area, um, I have, uh, this was in, in the winter, um, I uh, at, at Giacomo, again, on uh, this, uh, this mountain bike trail called the, the Augie Trail, by the way, is what it's called. Um, <laughs> it's, not on, it's not on like park maps. So you have to either go to our website or go to the Urban Trail Company website to see it. But um, I, I, so we scared each other uh, mutually. I walked right up uh, uh, just face-to-face with a, a bald eagle who was there on the shore oh. fishing, and it, I was like, ah, and it, 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 it took off. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, just, you know, 30 oh. minutes from your car, the kind of uh, wildness you can experience.
1: I would love to do that. That sounds just tremendous. Okay, so what do you take along with you? What are some of the it, supplies that people need to know about?
2: Yes, no, that's a excellent question. So the first thing, and this is uh, the, Uh, the voice of experience of getting lost numerous times Mm -hmm. is some sort of map and some sort of ability to determine direction
3: Um, (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) some 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 trails um are poorly marked and so you think you're going somewhere and you're actually going somewhere else um and so um if if you have good reception then you know you can use some kind of an app but a lot of times you don't have that Mm. and so um i put a old-fashioned compass just around my neck like a necklace and that has uh, saved me numerous times where I had no idea where I was but I know hey if I just keep thrashing east I'm going to come out on a road somewhere and then I'll I'll be reoriented or or the map Um, just usually most parks have a map and that helps you stay grounded so you don't want to get lost Um, it's good to let somebody know where you are in case you, you know, twist an ankle and, you know, Mm -hmm. can't get back to your car. Um, And then I I always encourage people, hey, bring more uh, water or Gatorade or whatever than you think that you're going to need. Because um, if you exert more than you think, or it's hotter than you think, um, you're really going to get lightheaded uh, and you're going to have a miserable experience. Um, So I have three kids and uh, one of them uh, is... uh, just has, for some reason, a this routine of drinking uh, all of his water within like five minutes of leaving the car.
4: <laughs> and then
2: he's dying for the rest of the time and begging for other people's water. Okay. And uh, so last time <laughs> I brought a gallon jug of water and I said, take this. And he's like, I don't want it. And I said, no, you, you're <laughs> taking this. And, uh, he drank almost all of it. So oh my gosh, yeah.
1: that's great. And so it's, it's a wonderful thing because, you know, as you mentioned off the top, people are stuck in their homes. They're like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And this is an adventure. I mean, it could be so many different, how many hikes, how many trails have you been able to let everybody know about on the website so far?
2: Yeah, we have documented, um, about 60 wow. and one difference, uh, with this is, I have I've personally visited all of them, um, because what I found is, what is on websites or park sites or government sites is not necessarily reality, and sometimes a far cry from it. Um, in other words, can you even find the trailhead? Is it overgrown with weeds? Um, is there garbage everywhere? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- that's kind of information that's that's important. Um, to, to to know, you know, especially, hey, if it's like, if it's a mom going out by herself with a couple of kids, is, mm-hmm. is she going to feel safe in this environment? Mm-hmm. Um, does it maybe it's very safe, but it just doesn't look safe? You know, I mean, but I don't know if it is or not. Mm-hmm. So um, that, yeah, and, and we'll, so there's 50 or 60 there now, and we'll slowly uh, continue to add more, uh, more as we visit, like uh, my daughter and I just, we just went out to what's called uh, uh, Liberty Bend Conservation Area, which is in uh, Sugar Creek, Northern Independence, uh, right along the Missouri River. Beautiful spot, um, but I wow. had not been before. And so we'll once I do a little write-up on that, we'll post that as well.
1: That is wonderful. Okay, so I'm taking a look at the website right now, kansascityhiker.com. And they can always ask you questions. They can send you an email and ask you questions. And uh, uh, it's just very well put together here. It's really, really nice. Um, we have a... Such a wonderful well-kept secret here in Kansas City, don't you think? Many well-kept secrets.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Like I say, we kind of stick with our neighborhood. It's kind of like if you always go to the same restaurant, you think, well, there's not a lot of great places Mm -hmm. to eat around here. But you need to get out and expand.
1: Get out and expand. That's wonderful. Roy, thank you so very, very much. It's kansascityhiker.com, and you'll be on Fox for the week of next week. What week is that? I don't even know where we are.
2: I think it's the 25th. There's 25. Okay,
1: the 25th. You'll be on one of those days. I think it's on Tuesday. So watch him, and he'll show you all the necessary gear that you need to bring. And hopefully, Isabel will be there. Your daughter.
2: She's got to go to school that day.
1: Oh no! Let her out!
2: Let her out! Let her out! <laughs> well,
1: tell her we'll miss her. We're sorry about that. Okay, awesome. Thank you so very much, and thank you for joining our podcast. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and KC Forum. All right, so you're tuning in to KC Forum my podcast here on Fox four and uh, I'm Kathy Quinn. I'm going to be talking to Sergeant Jake Bikina from the Kansas Missouri police department, talking about, uh, you know, humanizing the person behind the badge. Um, you know, they've gone through some crazy times right now and he's going to kind of talk about it, but he says, it's a very, very important that people see them as real everyday people.
3: And so it's, it's really important to us in the, in the public information office, to, to really humanize that and to humanize those instances. And yeah, it's 154 different times where somebody woke up for the last time on that day. And that is, that's somebody's mother, father, brother, sister, cousin. To, for every one of those cases, that's somebody's most important person in the world to them. And, and tragically, they're no longer around. And, and that, weighs, that weighs on us about putting information out there to the public. It weighs on the investigators about solving, I mean, the, 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 the most honorable thing that we can then do at that point for that person who's no longer living is to bring their killer to justice and to bring that closure and that justice to the surviving family members, spouses, brothers, cousins, uh, whoever it may be that is dealing with this tragedy. And that's, that's a, it's a tremendous calling. It's a tremendous honor too, um, the, our homicide unit uh, is, is dedicated every day. Um, the men and women that work in that homicide unit, they are dedicated every day to bringing about that justice for those victims. Um, because that's, that's what they're called to do. And you, you see so many times homicide investigators, um, you know, they don't rotate in there every, every year or so. There's, there's investigators in homicide that have been there for years or, or decades even. And you know, some people get there and they never leave. And it's just because there's that calling um, I've talked to investigators that say uh, they don't know if they ever could leave because uh, if they have an open case, then they're, they're just, they're invested in it and they, they can't, they don't wanna let it go. And So it's, it, it truly is. That's one thing that I think a lot of people maybe don't realize is the level of investment and calling that those investigators feel to solve those cases.
1: But I mean, I would say even Jake, um, for everybody, you know, wearing a badge, it's, it's a calling. It's, you don't, you're not, you don't get rich off of doing it, you know, for it, for real.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You, you do this, you don't do this job for a paycheck, a hundred percent. There's a lot of people that you would talk to at various stages in their career. They say they would do this job for free. Um, mm. It is about the It is about the honor and nobility of of serving the community that you live in, serving your fellow human being, your fellow man or woman, and helping them through a situation they can't get through on their own and, and helping to make their circumstance a better version of that circumstance than it was before you got there. And, and there's it, you know the two words are honor and nobility that I keep coming back to. There's nothing else in the world like it. Mm. And I, I wouldn't choose any other profession and I know everybody else that goes out there every day wouldn't either. Um, and, and we're still going out there every day. We get hundreds if not thousands of 911 calls every day. And I've been saying this since June, we, are, we still go to every one of them, we're still serving. And we do that because it's what we signed up to do We didn't sign up to, you know, service isn't about being liked or or appreciated Mm -hmm. or loved or any of that. It's about contributing to making someone else's circumstance better. Um, Even at your own risk, your own expense, your own cost, uh, that is what service is about. And, um, you know, during a time when uh, we may feel uh, less appreciated, less liked, less supported, um, we don't. We we don't serve in order to get those things. We serve despite those things.
1: I was going to say it's it. Gosh, it's been tough. You know, all across the country, and still, I mean, I've been at, at at protests and stuff where you guys you don't move, you don't flinch, you don't. You just sit there and you take
3: it. How do you do right. that? How do you? Yeah. do Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it just goes back to that original. Um, the thing I was telling you about. You know, service isn't about being liked. We didn't. We didn't take this oath to say we are gonna serve and protect our community only if they show appreciation for us. We took it no matter what. And so sometimes that means standing up there and letting someone else express their feelings, their emotions, their, their grief, their sadness, their anger, whatever it might be. That's the great thing about this country is that there's a system in place that ensures that everybody can do that. And so um, our job, we, we are truly the guardians of this democracy. Uh, in every small town, big city across the country. And our job is to ensure that that can still take place according to those documents that our original founding fathers of this country wrote. And that goes into the nobility as well. Even if it means right now, hearing that we are the ones that people are angry and frustrated about, people still need to be able to express that. And that's our job is to ensure that they are able to. Does that frustrate you? Um... I think you know. I think there there can be frustrations from time to time, but the the service and the mission that we are undertaking is bigger than any one individual's frustration. Um, it's now more important than ever that people in in public service, first responders, that they embrace and practice um, uh, some form of wellness, renewal, and and their and personal. Um, just personal uh, um, practices of of, of, I think renewal is the best way to put Mm it. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's exercise. It's finding a hobby outside of work. It's yoga or meditation, all of those things. These are things that we didn't know about five or 10 years ago. We didn't realize the effects of post-traumatic stress and what we experience as first responders and, and how we carry those things with us. There has been so much more research in the last several years that has, that has shown us um, how important those personal practices of renewal and rest and rejuvenation are because we, you know, we have to be ready at any time whenever we are out there serving. And so we have to be intentional about having downtime, about having time away, about having mindfulness practices mm-hmm. so that we are the best version of ourselves when we go out there to give to our community because the, the old adage, you can't pour from an empty cup. I think that's now more than ever, because yeah. it is human nature to be to be frustrated by things you're seeing, to be saddened by things you're seeing. Um, but the thing is, is there are things we can do to mitigate those things to still give us the energy in our tank to go out there and serve. So those are, those are more important now than ever.
1: Uh, you know, I, having grown up here, you're here, um, I never thought that the community felt like that about the police officers. And I have lived on the... Other side of the city as well. I grew up there part of the time. Um, I understand there's always going to be somebody mad at a reporter, mad at a police officer, blah, blah, that type of thing. What are you finding right now? Because I know when we were on the scene earlier today, there were people coming up to Captain Jackson and saying, you know, thank you so much, you know, for helping us, da, da, da. Is it more so that way here in Kansas City? I think it
3: is. Yeah, it I absolutely. I absolutely think it is. Um, I'll, I'll give you a long version of the answer here. So, um, flashback to the last week of May, uh, so Memorial Day, um, the George Floyd incident happens on a Monday in Minneapolis. And at that time, at, in the moments before that, that incident started to make news, I would have told you that in my 17 and a half year career, I had never felt more appreciated, loved, or, or, or liked in the community. First responders and frontline workers in general, throughout all of COVID, Uh, were universally loved and appreciated, Uh, you know, doctors, nurses, EMS, police, everybody that was out there while everyone else was at home uh, were universally appreciated. It seemed like in our department, most of the, a lot of people wanted to express support and donate food or give us treats or something to just kind of keep us going and show appreciation. So for about two months, I would tell you that we could have run, a graduate level course in food donation management out of our office, <laughs> okay. and that's just the only way I could describe it. It, it, it was, we had more food and, and goodies coming in than we had officers and department members to get it to. <laughs> okay. it, it, was, it was literally, we'd get it, we, somebody would transfer us a phone call and they'd say, I've got 200 meals, okay, what day? Here's where you need to go. Uh, I want to do gift cards. Okay, you know, how much are they? How can we, you know, here's mm-hmm. who we're going to give them to. Uh, I want to set up a food truck. Where should I put it? Okay, you know, how many wow. can you serve? go here? All of this, I'm telling you is food donation management. It was, it's a degree <laughs> that you, we never knew we needed, but, but we could run a graduate level course <laughs> in it now. So that is up to the end of May. That is what we're experiencing. And then this incident happens, this mm-hmm. tragic incident in another city that, that no one uh, in the policing community <laughs> is, is in support of or defends or, or anything. And it spins up this um, unrest is the only thing I can think of that the likes of which in our lifetime we've never seen. Mm-mm. And then so by Friday, it has made its way to Kansas City and we experienced those protests over the weekend. So by June one, which I believe was a Sunday or Monday, I believe it was Sunday. By June one, I would tell you that I've never felt more hated in my 17 and a half, yes. So the pendulum was so Mm. far over here to appreciated, it it swung further over here to hated than I had ever experienced or imagined.
1: In less than a week,
3: in less than a week. In five days. I experienced some of that. Uh, 2014, uh, August of 2014, the Ferguson incident happens. Um, It's close to here. So there is some, you know, um, feeling here around that. There's not major unrest, but there's some feeling around it. And we experienced some of that in the community, a small bit of that in 2014. But it was nothing like this. So, I mean, that if that pendulum was here in 14, it's off the charts over here wow. um, now, in, in, in these times now, in, in June of 2020. So, you know, all of that has happened. There's there's calls for reform. Things have kind of, like, I feel like it's, uh, you know, everything's been, you know, shaken up and tossed up in the air. Now everything has landed and we're just gonna kind of see, okay, what's shaking out here? What does this look like now? And that's that's the period we're in now. But what I have seen is that I now I've never seen more instances of being at the coffee shop or being at quick trip or um, getting in my car in the morning parked in front of my house Mm -hmm. and having somebody come like intentionally stop what they're doing and say, hey, I just want to say thanks for (gasps) for being a police officer and thanks for what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. So. I, you know, I feel like you know the the younger, newer officers that, that that probably get bogged down, that get frustrated, that are out there every day in the community. You know, it's really important to me to 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 get those stories out there and for people to see that. You know, we're lucky. I take for granted here in the media unit. We we run all of the social media accounts, so we see all of the messages that come in on Facebook or the other the other social media outlets. Uh, that that are primarily positive. I would say it's 80-20 now, wow. maybe 90-10 of people sending supportive messages. And it, it comes in, you know, there's little waves. There'll be, um, you know, there's, right now there's a there's an ongoing protest in front of City Hall that mm-hmm. um, that that it, it has been going on for, I think, three weeks now. There's little waves of um, contentiousness that we see on social media, um, Some some groups of people, but that are that are saying disparaging things. Mm -hmm. Um, And and again, and we're never going to be 100 zero positive to negative. Um, And and if we are, then something weird's going on. Right. Um, But I I would say by and large, um, there is a large contingent of people that do support the police that do want law and order in their communities that do want things to be, the, they do want their democracy to be protected in some way. They do want to have someone to call if they're having the worst day of their lives and they have an emergency they can't resolve. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a segment of those people that are expressing that to us, even if it is in a, in a Facebook message, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something private. Um, I, I, I would not expect, nor would I ask even my best friends in the whole world to fly a Blue Lives Matter flag in front of their house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, that's not, you know, that, that's a personal choice. That's Mm -hmm. just like, um, in any other expression of a group that you support putting in front of your house, that's a personal choice. And again, Mm -hmm. it goes back to, that's what makes our country great. But, um, we, we know that there are people that support us and, um, it's, it's a matter of harnessing that and realizing that not everybody out there in the world hates us. Not everybody out there in the world is against us or wants, wants us to go away. And um, you know, there's always opportunities for us to do things better, to do things more efficiently, to do things um, more humanely, more, just better for our community. And if our community is hurting, even a segment of our community is hurting based on what we're doing, then that's an opportunity for us. And, and we do owe it to them to look at what we can do to ease that hurting or that pain again that's that goes back to our basic mission is um helping them be a better version of themselves than they are right now uh and and so we owe it to them to look at that and we're always willing to do that and we're and we're doing that you know today and we're going to be doing it tomorrow and that that's never going to end
1: and i and I know um Recently, I did a report where there was a study or something where they said that uh, the violence and gun violence in Kansas City, blah, 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 that possibly the police were at fault for it. So you're, you're coming up against it everywhere. And you mm-hmm. kind of just have to have a little, how do you feel about that particular? Yeah.
0: Uh,
3: I mean, it's, you know, the, the police have always, you know, it, when it comes to crime, the police are the ones tasked with that. We know that crime is, is a multifactorial issue. There are so many things at play. There are economics, there's education, there is police presence or lack thereof. All of those things um, can, can play into that. And, and, and we accept that. I mean, that's, that is what we are primarily charged with is being responsible for crime and reduction of crime. So we accept that. Um, we are always willing to hear constructive criticism mm-hmm. or suggestions about ways that we could improve. Um, there is always a group of people in a community that are invested enough to want to share their thoughts, their opinions, or something that they've read that's going on in another community that, that maybe would work here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what makes our community great, is there's always people that are invested in making it better um, along with us. And what I say is that now more than ever, that those people are, are important to the cause of, of making our city safer and reducing the violence that's in our city, because I'll be the first to tell you, we can't do it alone.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: The police department cannot do it alone. Um, the, and, and some people expect us to, and that's fine. Uh, we take that on as our challenge.
1: God, you're good. We're talking to Sergeant Jake Bikina, Kansas Missouri Police. Uh, let me ask you just, just finally, I mean, I want you to kind of wrap up what people don't know about police officers, but what would it be like with that? police. I mean, I can't imagine I can't I don't even who came up. I'm just, I'll probably get flack for it. But I just, I mean, the first thing I do, if I have a problem, if I hear something outside, I want to call my officers, you know, hey, you know, I'm someone's following me to work. Who do I call you guys dispatch, you know, what would it be
3: like? I mean, Yeah, you know, I don't even know. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's movies out there that, um, you know, futuristic movies that 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 suppose it. I don't know. Um, I think of the movie Batman in the Dark Knight series, and I don't know which one it is—the name of it. But the, this is—I've brought this up recently. This is um, the one where Bane comes and they—they they take over the, the football stadium. I can't remember what it is. And after a few weeks of taking over the city, they've trapped all the police officers down in the subway, or the, it's underground. And there's weeks and weeks, and this goes on. And the new system of law and order becomes this one guy that sentences. Um, people who had previous transgressions against whatever Bain was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of butchering this, but the, the one thing, the one thing that, I, that I remember in particular about it is, is they parade people into this courtroom and there's what looks like chaos going on in there. And there's a man sitting up there and he bangs a gavel and he says, uh, death or exile? And the guy looks at him kind of like uh, confused. And he says, this is not a trial. This is merely a sentencing hearing. You were already guilty before you walked in oh my and and that was this that mm-hmm. was the that was that society that was that that chaos had had ensued and i it to me it just really struck me as the people that would do something about that 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 were charged with protecting that are trapped underground in the subway, and they can't get out to do anything about it mm. and of course, everybody picks exile, not death, but the irony is is they send you out on the frozen river for your exile where you fall through and die. <laughs> So, that's... What a wonderful yeah, that, film. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's Batman for you. Um, I like that Dark Knight series and I find it entertaining. Um, but, it, you know, in the real world, it, I'm sure it would never look like that. But, um, people need to have something that inspires them in their city, that that gives them hope if they're having a crisis mm-hmm. that they can't um, manage on their own. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, whatever that is, um, I, you know, I, I want somebody to have something if they are on their worst day or their last leg or they are thinking of doing something that may harm themselves or somebody else. Um, I, I just hope there's something that, that remains. If, in, a, in a world without uh, police who are trained in dealing with these types of things, um, however they may come, I just hope there's something. Um, for the people that I care about, that I love, I want them to have something um, to be able to reach out to, to, uh, to solve whatever that problem is that they can't solve on their own.
0: And, and
1: you guys are there for everything. You're there, you, you yeah. d- deliver babies, you're at homicide yeah. scenes, you don't deliver that many babies. Uh, yeah. You, res- <laughs> you re- Rescue cats, I want to leave with that. Um, yeah. This week when I was on the uh, homicide scene, I was driving home, it was on Paseo, and I saw this, police officer, motorcycle cop, picking up this cat, baby, well, kitten more so, on the road that had just been hit by a car. Yeah. I almost started crying. And she it was yeah. officer, officer Stewart. And so she I said, may I please take your picture? And she goes, why do you want my picture? I go, I just, you know, I love animals. You love animals. It shows the human side
4: mm-hmm. of
1: who you are. And she said, you know, I mean, I wanted to take it home. She wanted to take it home. But Casey Putt Project, for everybody that saw it on my Facebook page, they, they took it. They're going to take care of it. But it was hit nice. by a car. So it, it that's what gives it a good, good side of it. You know, you, you guys are human, too. And, and you have feelings, too. So but it's been great. Sergeant Jake Bikina, Kansas Missouri Police. I just wanted to talk to, you know, working on this uh, kind of a job, too, with me, we get PTSD as well. Yeah. I didn't realize that either. But it's oh. with, with people that you work with like you, you know, with David Jackson and all. It's kind of cool. We're, we're trying to keep our city going, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's a whole nother podcast, but um, the, <laughs> the, the, the great people that I have met through um, my working here in the media unit and, and those of you that are out there, uh, you've been out here serving your community for as long as I have or longer. Um, and it looks different. You don't have lights and sirens on your car, but you are serving your community as well. And um, if you all in the media don't think that you get exposed to secondary trauma, the same way that other first responders do, then you're wrong. And I would, I would, I would argue it with you all day long. Uh, secondary trauma is experience the trauma of experiencing someone else's trauma. And we know now more than ever that police officers, firefighters, EMS workers, hospital workers, they're experiencing people's trauma all day long. Well, so are you guys. You're standing there on the other side of a camera looking at it. You're hearing the crying victim's family. You're hearing, you're, you're seeing these chaotic and traumatic scenes where horrible, violent things have happened. It is affecting you guys too, uh, believe me, 100%. And so um, th- just my little plug for you, uh, <laughs> my, uh, the, the things that I said about being important, about having systems of renewal and um mindfulness exercises and meditation or yoga or, or exercise whatever it is Vodka. those are just as important those are just as important for you guys too yeah uh, and, and, and and sometimes even more so um, because I, I see the stress you guys are under believe me and for for all your media friends that are listening um you know I, I feel for the challenges you guys have as well um, and and I see it more than you probably realize that I see it so
1: very good. You're so good. Thank you so much, Jake. And we'll talk we'll Anytime. talk soon and, and let's uh you know let's work together and get those numbers yeah. down and
3: uh, absolutely. And we need safe. the public's help and we're gonna be out there doing it every day no matter what and,
1: and if they ever see anything, Tips Hotline. They oh, gosh, know, yes. call call tips Thank hotline. Thank
3: you. Yeah. Yeah, tips hotline. Um there's a reward now for about a year and a half now. We've been up to a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for information leading to an arrest in any unsolved homicide. Wow. And uh, so many times those uh, and 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 let me, now that I have the audience here, let me just tell you, I, anonymous, and I mean anonymous. Mm-hmm. I'd like I will describe for you the process. You call tips hotline. Someone answers the phone. You say I know who killed whoever it is. They say you're you have a unique tip ID number. That's the only information that you get from them or they get from you, aside from your uh, valuable information on that case. Once the case, once an arrest has been made when you see it on the news or you, you read about it or whatever it is, you call back and you check on the status of your tip using the number. Like you can't give them your name because they don't have your name. They don't even have it. You use the, the number, the unique number code that you've been given. They say your tip has, has been awarded a $25,000 reward because it led to an arrest. Mm. They give you an address of a bank and you take the number and you go to the drive-through teller and you put it in the little tube. They don't even, they don't talk to you, nothing. You put it in the tube it comes out they go get $25,000 in cash money put it in the tube and send it back down to you and you drive off with it that oh, is the process
1: i didn't realize that that's good yes. to know everybody out there that is
3: the process it truly is it truly is completely anonymous
1: and it takes it takes everybody in the community so we thank you yeah. Jake,
3: very very much anything else Absolutely. you want to say Oh, just thank you for the opportunity today. I'm happy to visit with you and and all of your listeners.
1: Thank you very much, Sergeant Jake Bikina. All right, so coming up, we are going to find out about uh, COVID-19 and some local hospitals where some are saying they're turning people away. Well, not St. Mary's and St. Joe's. We'll find out. Stay with us. Hang on. There's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. Hey, guys, you're back right here on KC Forum. You know, there have been a lot of uh, stories in the news talking about how hospitals here in Missouri and Kansas have been turning people away because they are at capacity. And uh, that's because of COVID-19 and they're turning people away at the emergency room. If you're sick, you need to go to the emergency room. That is according to Mark Benz from St. Mary's and St. Joseph Medical Center and several other
0: hospitals. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, and the Kansas City Metro Market, we also have Providence Medical Center and St. John's Hospital in Leavenworth.
1: So can we say, you know, I'm looking at these headlines, Kansas City Area Hospitals Overwhelm Turn Away Ambulances. What's your reaction to that?
0: Um, It's something I never want to hear because we're here to serve the needs of our community and to provide exceptional accessibility for healthcare services when the community is in need of it so we go out of our way and do everything possible to accommodate the needs of our community including our first responders
1: okay but is this this you're not experiencing this is what i'm understanding
0: well we are at very high capacity in our hospitals, Mm -hmm. but we work very hard to um, have good patient throughput and be able to accommodate the patient's needs. Um, So we we really have a philosophy of never going on diversion, that we will make the accommodations as we need to, opening additional units, bringing additional staff and physicians in. Um, It's all about accessibility to our community.
1: So why are these folks saying, do you think that they're exaggerating? Do you think the news is exaggerating?
0: Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that uh, people are at high capacity. I think it's having the systems, processes and infrastructure into place to be able to triage large numbers of patients and being able to effectively provide care for them. What do you want, what's the message to the community? I think the message to the community is, if you are in need of help, do not delay your care, Um, because if you do delay your care, you're probably gonna be much sicker Mm -hmm. when you do finally get that care. So if you need help, call EMS, um, come to a prime hospital, and we will take care of you.
1: Perfect. So you're not turning anybody away?
0: Absolutely not.
1: I wonder why they would say that. That would, yeah, because I, you know, people are afraid right now anyway to go to hospitals and to go to doctors because of catching the virus. They are.
0: Correct. And our job is to try to educate our community to let them know that our emergency departments and hospitals are very safe places. And by giving them the message of, don't come here, um, that's not the right message to our community.
1: Now here's another headline. Kansas City Hospital is bursting at the seams with record numbers of COVID. So what is your take on your COVID-19 patients?
0: Um, We have a significant number of COVID patients that we're treating, but we have brought in uh, many additional resources Mm -hmm. to be able to provide the needed care and treatment for them as well as others throughout the community
1: Uh, is the trend right now going back down or is it what are you
0: seeing no i think in our hospitals as well as the community in the country we're seeing the the second wave um increase significantly
1: Mm. so what do you think what do you predict i mean no one can predict but what do you think
0: well, I uh, you know, believe if people take precautions by masking, by social distancing, by doing everything they can not to um, contract COVID, that's the number one thing we need to do throughout the community to try to bend the curve.
1: So Mark, basically your message is to the community?
0: Um, we just uh, ask the community if they're, in need of health care services that they don't delay that they go and get them now
1: all right so the message from mark benz is don't delay get to the doctors if you're sick all right so i'm kathy quinn uh, we're not going to delay any longer that's it for us today Join me for my next podcast. Not sure what we're going to talk about, but we'll find out what's going on in and around the city, the community. If there's something you want me to find out, talk about, interview, it's kathy.quinn at fox4kc.com. And I couldn't do this without executive producer Katie Connors, associate producer Andrina Byrne. And of course, the elders allow us to use their music as our bumper music. And uh, also KQKC Broadcasting Music and Educational Foundation. A 501c3, it's a nonprofit that helps us with the equipment and everything so we can do this show. Yeah, getting this show on the road. And, of course, Fox 4. So until next time, I will see ya. And we're going to close with Sing That Song by Key and Byrne.
4: Hey, they're playing our song. Take a birth. sing the song that song if we sing together, sing that song, sing the song that song if we sing together, sing that song. by your side I can take you take you for a ride we can leave now there's no use turning back look where you're at think of what you have Sing that song. Sing that song we sing together. Sing that song. Sing that song we sing together.